When we're young, we move with freedom and confidence, with a great resilience to injury. But somewhere along the line, we develop poor habits and become more vulnerable to back pain. Back Pain Solutions features evidence-based and practical advice to help you take back control of your health and get back to the activities you love. This is your guide to better back health through movement. So join us as we demystify some of the commonly held beliefs about back pain and build your confidence to a stronger back the smart way. Welcome back to the Back Pain Solutions podcast, everybody, with me, Ben James. And today, my co-host is back, Jacob Stain. The first show we've done together for a while. It's been a busy old period this end over in uh, the UK for me, particularly setting up a new chiropractic clinic or clinic, shall we say, in general, because it's going to be very much focused on multidisciplinary approach to back health and health in general, helping people in the good city of Birmingham, UK, get back to the activities they love. So thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk a little bit about that journey. And uh, yeah, Jacob firing a few questions at me about how things are going, what the vision is, and uh, yeah, what I've been up to. So Jacob, welcome back. And it's been a while. It's, as I say, been busy, but exciting times yeah absolutely and today here in the Netherlands it's only two degrees or at least it was two degrees around lunchtime so that was a little bit of an adaptation for me South Africa living in the cold it's not good is it (laughs) (laughs) no it's definitely um, it's definitely always a little bit of a shock just in the beginning of the the very cold period here in the in the Netherlands, but it's good because I had the shock and now I'm adapted and I can face it again. And it was not that bad. You come out, you come out from hibernation again now. Exactly. <laughs> How well, things been over there in uh, this kind of post lockdown or still lockdown, depending on where you are and both terms of city and country and everything else. I've lost track. Yeah, we. We recently had another smaller lockdown period of, I think it was about two weeks. And if I have to translate it, it was called the smart lockdown, the slimmer lockdown. Okay. And um, it was, we were all a little bit afraid of what was going to be the new rules, but actually they didn't make that many changes. It was only the restaurants really that suffered badly and had, uh, had to close down again. But um, I, yeah, I think, you know, I mean, we're still kind of uh, floating along with uh, with the general rules, and we, I think, people are becoming a little bit more lax, more relaxed when it comes to, you know, sticking to the rules. But I, I think generally, I think we're doing okay. I'm not, I'm not an expert, so please, nobody hold me up for anything I say wrong about this. But I think the Netherlands are, the Netherlands is uh, doing a good job at keeping the numbers down and. Um, Staying, uh, staying sane. No, that's good to hear. How about England? What's going on over there? Yeah, we're in a we're in a current lockdown at the moment. Um, so that's until second of December. So we're recording thirtieth of November here in twenty uh, twenty. When we hopefully at some stage someone will be listening back to this in in years to come, thinking, "What on earth was this COVID thing?" But we're still in a in a lockdown until second of December, and then there's a new tiered system. So depending on what area you're in, you're in a tier one, tier two, or tier three. But I think there's a small handful of places that are going to be in tier tier one, 
and the rest mm-hmm. are in tier two or three. Three is the worst, and um, depending on where currently. you are, depends on what you're allowed to do. So, in which tier are you currently? So we'll be in tier two here um, in, in where I live, but Birmingham, where the practice is going to be, will be tier three. So that's kind of highest level um, restrictions there. But as as we've been discussing with um, with clients and with people calling about their back health and getting some advice, we're in the lucky position that we, we can really effectively control um, you know, our, our process is there. So infection control actually as a, as a clinic, um, is, is really quite easy. You know, we can control a number of patients coming in and out. Uh, the traffic is pretty low anyway. And, um, in terms of, of patients coming in through the doors and, uh, and we can clean down really effectively in between patients with fully PPE. And so actually it's not really impacted us too much. What kind it? of precautions are you taking? Yeah. So we've got, um, Obviously, we're following advice from the um, General Chiropractic Council, British Chiropractic Council, who clearly they take advice from, um, you know, from from the government in terms of what they're advising us to do and doing risk assessments and things. But um, we will be kind of one in, one out patient generally. Um, so we're not having patients obviously sitting in a waiting area as you would normally normally experience. Um every patient coming in is, is masked. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh-huh. if they don't come in with a mask, then they've, they've got to buy one. Um, obviously low cost, but just covers the overheads cause it's an additional cost, you know, but we're fully, um, PPE with a, with a mask and a visor and an apron and gloves. Yeah. And, you know, we're changing in between patients, spraying the bench down, spraying the chairs down. And then the next patient comes through. So it's really quite easy to manage and compared to, so many other businesses i guess um so uh it's 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 been running really smoothly and patients certainly that uh were in lockdown previously and were somewhat uh, concerned about exposure and about the virus have, have felt really pretty confident with the processes we've got in place they've you know and for for a number that it's you know it's been the first uh it's been the first journey out um since this kind of new world and they feel they feel safe which is great when when did you start the practice tell us more about it yeah so i mean the the practice was due to open earlier in the year and uh then then lockdown happened so the building work and things on the on the uh building with we've taken a lease out on was was delayed so it's been pushed back we've been open now just over a week and getting a steady flow of patients through, but uh, in a in a current lockdown environment, as we've all become accustomed to, uh, clearly that comes with its its challenges, but then people still have back issues and back pain and they need help. And, um, and they know with the confidence of the processes we've got in place, they can come and, and get that advice and get that help. And, um, and it's working really, really effectively. And if anything, you know, we've seen, an increase in the number of back cases as we've we've kind of discussed yeah. previously as yeah. a result of this new um this new world because people are working from home and there must be such a high percentage of people that are just rolling over in bed in the morning and jumping on the laptop you know i said it in a previous yeah. episode you know setting a routine and 
um, and getting a kind of almost a system in place for yourself, not just for your physical health, but your mental health. I think it's really important. And that's something that I'd encourage everybody to do because it's just too easy, isn't it? Particularly, as you say, when it's getting colder, it's getting darker in the mornings and uh, it's been pretty wet over here in the UK. There's going to be a lot of people that are working from home and just think, oh, I'll just roll, roll over, have five more minutes, grab the laptop and before they know yeah. it, it's midday and they're, they're still lying in bed, you know, and that's not good for, a, for an overall health view, but uh, particularly low back for sure. That's been, that's been my experience. You know, people first have to, they don't have to, but generally they end up getting pain and low back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, and then they start thinking of creating some sort of routine because they see, well, it's just not working. Uh, the usual way of working would have been getting in the car, driving somewhere or taking the train, moving, going for a walk over lunch walking from one office to another and now it's not happening and they just end up accumulating stiffness and lack of movement and with a lot of my patients it's it's just gone terribly wrong and so they they now realize the ne the necessity of creating a routine as you mentioned of taking a break doing a few exercises in the morning go for a walk um, maybe go for a cycle or at least get some fresh air you know, and yeah, there's a lot to say about that. So like, yeah. like you just mentioned, my experience is that there's been a massive increase in complaints, physical complaints because of working at home. So yeah, absolutely. I hope, uh, I hope they come your way and you can help them with that. Yeah. Well, they need it, you know, and, and if nothing else, they need the, they need the encouragement. They need the, uh, motivation. Um, because we've all, I think, or many, many people have just become flat and frustrated with it. And, you know, that's a bad thing, again, not just from a physical health point of view, from a mental health point of view as well, you know. Yeah. And uh, even if we're just kind of helping to encourage people to 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 take action and do a bit of exercise every day, because, you know, as, as we both do, Jacob, we both encourage and uh, support, recommend and believe in exercise for for back health, for overall health. And again, you know, some people have taken action and taken this as an opportunity to get in shape and take, take, um, take advantage of the situation, but a significant portion, uh, proportion of people have, uh, have done less and eaten worse. So, yeah. you know, it's, it, it, it's been nice to kind of sit down and have conversations with people just to try and encourage them and motivate them a little bit and, uh, and be a, be a, a different uh, set of ears for for them to to talk to i suppose because that's yeah as you know part of part of the job is to is to reassure and encourage and there's there's often um stories that we get told from patients that are completely unrelated to their back health but actually indirectly could be related but if not we can still help and support in some way and that's part of the relationship that we're looking to build with our patients at the new clinic, you know, to take a proactive and preventative approach to, to their health, but also to optimize them to, to be a better, stronger version of themselves so they can get back to the activities they love and more. Yeah. And I, like, I like to think is you help them to create a strategy to get through whatever they need to get through, Yeah, whether it's getting better or creating that, that healthy routine or, you know, making whatever they do sustainable. It's about that strategy and keeping that strategy in mind. And maybe they haven't had a strategy or maybe they've had one and they need it adjusting. And then it's two heads better than one 
creating that strategy and going with it. But Ben, I want to know from you, um, like you say, you've been open for a week now. Like, what's been the motivation to open the practice over there? And uh, tell me more about that, please. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I've, um, as you know, I graduated with you or, or just uh, before you, um, when you went back to take a year out in, in South Africa. And my early experiences were were a little bit disappointing, it's fair to say. And um, very much about this kind of, I wouldn't even say a whack crack approach, but it was, it was not what I envisaged from a career as a, as a chiropractor. And okay. I went on this kind of journey of, of, of doing other things and helping people from a, from an exercise point of view, friends and family, because that's what I believed in. And over time to more and more of that and taking a more of an active approach and a movement based approach and kind of reflected on my own training and my own, um, kind of experiences as well of of building a a better and healthier core i guess and you know it just felt like there was a there was a missing a missing gap or a gap in the market to some degree as bizarre as that may sound certainly over here in in the area i'm working that that is very much movement based and is very much focused on getting people to be confident in the way that they move and confident that they have the strength and resilience to avoid injury and pain in the future, not just focus on this passive care in this. Not, I wouldn't say it's it's maybe not fair to say a fear-based approach to to management of back health, but it's more a proactive educational-based approach to help people understand their bodies better so that they are better prepared to help themselves and not just rely on treatment for for their back health now you know as we say there's there's a lot of people that come to see us and we've got to be realistic with their expectations and people will we're not designed to to live the lives that we lead and this is one of the big things that that i focus on with patients we've got to look at how we manage your back health and in some instances that does involve kind of long-term care but the collaboration that we're forming with patients is very much focused on Yes, early passive treatment and maybe more intense passive treatment, but always giving them some exercises and things to do in the early stages. And that that is what increases further down the line along the journey so that they are so much stronger and more resilient as a result. That's that's the ambition here that um, that hopefully will set us apart so that we can help uh, manage people's pain, but but also within uh, realistic expectations, because unfortunately for many we we can't avoid the the daily repetitive nature of the work that we do and that is that is one of the big challenges that we're educating people on that i think people often overlook they just assume that um that shouldn't be an issue or sitting for long periods should be okay but actually you know as we know that's just not the case yeah so yeah i i so what you're really saying is that your approach is different to many of the other people who work as chiropractors or physiotherapists who are more uh, not so exercise orientated but more um, well focus more on the passive aspect of treatment you will be combining it focusing more on the long-term outcome educating patients is that what you're saying your strategy is yeah exactly and that's not to say that um, you know other approaches aren't don't work for some people 
um, because clearly, clearly they do. But for me, it just doesn't make sense that a patient is just reliant on passive care. And there is always going to be a segment of the population that are not prepared to do exercise. And therefore, they've got to expect that, okay, maybe you need more frequent treatment and sessions to help keep on top of your back health or your pain or whatever it might be. But as as you all know and testify to, Jacob, if patients come in and see us and we could do passive care all day, every day, if they then leave the clinic and go back to that one activity that is the cause of the problem, the cause of the pain, whether that be sitting all day or whatever it might be in the work that they do or or maybe even exercise they do at the gym or some form of sporting activity, if we're not taking away the root cause, then we could treat them all day, every day, and they yeah. still wouldn't really get a long-term yeah. resolution. Um, and like yeah. I say, not everyone's going to get resolution as in out of pain for forever, but we can effectively manage back health really, really successfully with with a combined approach of of passive care when needed, but certainly active care. And I think there needs to be more of a focus on on the active care so people feel more in control. And that's, yeah. that's where we want to get people to be so that they're more confident um, and they're and they're happier and healthier in their bodies. You know? Yeah, I think a lot of people, I think back at myself when I was younger, if you know, I was, I was also looking for that one treatment that would just fix everything and leave me with pristine health or, you know, remembering what my back was like and my, my health was like in the past. And I wanted that back. And I thought if I could just get that guy or get that person to give me that, you know, and I think a lot of people are, are willing to pay a lot of money just for that, for that specific one-off treatment, that magic bullet. But I think part of our jobs and, and what you're really describing is the, the reality. And that is by teaching the person that comes in who has had recurrent episodes of back pain or whatever sort of problem they've had, that you know, if, if you're 40 years old and you've had 20 years sitting behind a computer, there's, there's some mileage on your spine. You aren't 18 years old anymore. You know, I, I look at my one-year-old and I see him crawl and, and do everything and I go, man, he's like, he's looking up every movement possible in his spine and that'll just kill me, <laughs> you know? Uh, but you, I can't go back to that time. I'm 38 and I have some mile, mileage on my spine. In other words, I need to, I need to now know that if I'm going to want to keep it as good as it is, I need a strategy and I need to do I need to do something for it. And that's part of the education you have to give somebody when they come in is make, help them realize that this is not a magic bullet, you know, and as much as I want to charge you a thousand euros or a thousand pounds and tell you that if I just do this, you're going to be fine. It just, it's just not possible. So no, exactly. Yeah. So, and when so, you look at your own strategies, your, the, the amount of training you've done from a functional point of view you know, how often do you actually go and get an adjustment? Now I would say I get an adjustment maybe once in two months. Okay. Yeah. So it's very much focused on active care, isn't it? As Alongside the nutrition, you know? 99% yeah. of what I'm doing in terms of uh, making sure that my low back stays good from my hernia history, which I've yeah. mentioned in pre previous episodes. I've had a serious episode of, of back problems when I was 10 years younger is solely focused on 
the active approach. Yeah. And I've tried everything and I've been there and I've tried the mobility courses. I've done Ido Portal's courses, which is probably the most extreme I know of in terms of looking at mobility and a complete opposite to the theory that myself and you are following. Um, and, and I have to say the, the approach that we're advocating and uh, that we're working with and that, I, that I've been doing the last few years is actually absolutely the thing that has saved my, my back and so my life. Yeah, and it, and it just makes so much sense. You know, when you look at the anatomy and physiology, it just makes so much sense to develop that core stiffness, to develop that, that control and the endurance of those muscles that are so fundamentally important in supporting the spine. And that when you, when you, when you reflect and just think about passive care, you kind of, you're left scratching your head because it just makes no sense to think that that's the only way, you know? Exactly. I, I can definitely put it together with the, the puzzle as, as a piece or a couple of pieces. But you, I mean, in the end, we want to move. And if you yeah. can't move properly, which is the whole reason why I think we're here, is, you know, first of all, we have to eat. Then we have to procreate. But the thing is that if, and I remember Craig Leverson saying this once at a at a, at a, at a course he said you know the the med medicine's very busy with looking at the organs and and systems of the body but the organs and the gut and all of those systems are actually supporting and making sure that the musculoskeletal system can do its thing sure. and and that's stuck with me forever and it will i will remember it and that's it you want the musculoskeletal system you want it to work optimally properly and then you want to enjoy it yeah. And I think that's where a lot of the satisfaction comes from, helping people to enjoy their bodies again. You know, yes, we're getting them out of pain and pain cells because that's what draws a lot of people in. But it's when you can kind of educate and help those people on a journey. And uh, I was treating a guy recently and uh, he, he's I'm still seeing him now. Uh, but he came in for a problem that was uh, lateral epicondylalgia. He'd had uh, been playing a lot of tennis vigorously you know, as soon as lockdown was over and went over the top. And But actually, you know, we're not just focused on that elbow. We're focused on, well, let's look at, let's look at the core strength as part of that journey because, you know, let's look at it holistically because you're putting so much effort into that backhand shot and it's all the powers coming from the arm and the elbow. Let's look at what we can do proximally to support your, your, your core strength. So you've got a better, stronger platform. He's got a history of low back pain as well. And suddenly, you know, weeks down the line, the elbows are getting better. But what's even more satisfying is when he said, I feel more in control of my core and I've put on, and I've put on muscle mass by doing these exercises that you're doing. So he just feels so much better. And I, that's what's satisfying when you can get patients, not just out of pain and, and feeling comfortable, but you can empower them to do more, feel better, and and feel like they can do more and be be motivated to do more. That's where real satisfaction, I think, comes from. Yeah, I, I recognize what you're what you're saying there. I you see that when they tell you that, they actually feel good about what they've achieved, and you know they'll sometimes they'll touch their abs and they'll go, "Look, you know, I'm getting stronger, and this is uh, this is because I've been." working on it and you know when they feel good about themselves i feel good about myself because i know yeah. i've done my job properly and uh, and yeah. you know that you're adding value to them to their lives you know and you know 
that that you're you're adding more value than a lot of people out there that would would yeah. very much focus on doing the passive work and rubbing a few muscles and off you go and um yeah. it just doesn't sit right with me that that's that that that's the the right approach because you know if i can if i can get somebody out of pain uh, stronger more confident in their bodies and and maybe never see them again but they've got a toolkit that helps them manage their back health and get get back to doing more activity or certainly activities they want to do pain free then i mean what a result what a uh, what a satisfying job yeah. that is compared to job done just yeah just kind of keeping those patients coming back and adjusting and adjusting and and that's yeah. the only way yes as i say it works for some and and it works very well for some and that's and that's great but for me it's about helping those people to do more and feel better and uh and that's what makes it so satisfying and that's why we've opened the, the clinic and that's why we're we're very excited by it and the 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 journey's just beginning but um but the patients are coming through and we're getting some good early reviews and uh and it's uh, it's going to be an exciting journey and we you know we we want to look at the the long term uh, the long term options in terms of looking at the nutrition and maybe opening a a gym as part of it and and all that good stuff that could be uh, ultimately a kind of a preventative approach to health and that's really where I want to take it and uh, and get that that proportion of the population that are interested but unfortunately many of those people need to be in pain first and and that's a much longer term project to to change the way that people think so that they're they're taking action before they've got a problem to prevent it rather than having to undo something first and if we can get to that stage you know what a world we'll live in because we'll be saving an inordinate amount of money on healthcare for for type 2 diabetes and obesity and all those things that are all to a large extent our own fault um and and just but but making people enjoy their lives so much better because there's no doubt that if people move more they move with more confidence and they eat better they're just going to live better lives there's and i think that's where a lot of people will self-reflect on this uh on this year and think, well, you know, what can I be doing more to, to proactively look after myself? Cause we know the stats are showing that, that people are, that are obese and people that are diabetic are at greater risk of, of COVID. Well, that should be a message to a lot of people to, to take a bit more of a proactive approach to health and not just be complacent about it because it's a problem. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I think there's a lot of adjusting that needs to happen at the end of this year going into the next one if uh, things aren't going to change. And I, I don't see it changing quickly. Um, and I, think I have a feeling it's going to stay like this for quite a while. So, um, And I think businesses have already adapted to this new way of working. And uh, so I think there's going to be even more responsibility on the shoulders of people who work from home. And I think that's that's definitely going to require them to be uh, thinking of that healthy routine, um, thinking of a strategy, how to cope with uh, all the the FaceTime on on the laptop, and you know, and uh, and maybe yeah. finding a, a, a balanced way of getting through the day. And um, yeah, and some simple strategies can make a big difference. You know, um, 
get up, put your headphones in and put that phone in your pocket and go for a walk while you're having that call. You know, we, yes, I understand that people have got to be on, on FaceTime as it were for some of these calls, but not, not every call. There's, there's a lot of calls people are just dialing into and maybe have to make appointments or such. But, uh, I think most companies would support getting out and doing some walking, et cetera, et cetera. So there are some simple things people can be doing, you know, take five minutes out of your day, every couple of hours and just do an exercise, you know? We recommend a lot of exercise on the website, whether it's something like the bird dog or modified uh, sit up or, you know, side plank, you know, you don't have to do all your exercises in one go, do them throughout the day and use that as a break, take five minutes out and do it. And it's just little strategies that are going to make a big difference to people. Not just again, and I, I, I reiterate the point, but not just from a physical um, health point of view, but a mental health point of view, people just need time out. And if anything, I think, unfortunately, frustratingly and sadly, a lot of people are doing even more now behind a desk, behind a computer than ever before because they're not getting up yep. to, go to the printer and they're not having that quick coffee break with a with a colleague. And so it and, and that's why we're seeing increasing incidence of back pain and uh, and increasing problems because um, and the other element of it is that people are, are fearful of losing, losing their jobs. And that's, you know, a sad element of this whole situation, of course. But it's also sad that, that, that some companies are taking advantage of, with which is which is not disgraceful, really. But what I um, what I also hear a lot of my patients saying is, you know, the the amount of work they have to do, there isn't a set amount; it's just never ending. So whether yeah. they do this much today or less today, it doesn't matter. There's always more to do, and if that's the case, then you need to have a strategy where you're going to deal with how you're going to manage your time and how much time you're going to spend working on certain things. Is this the, yeah. The, the, and, and that's where it's just so important to say, well, if you know you're going to have a hectic day, get out and do that walk first thing. At least you've done it and you can feel more positive you've done it and, and, and do it at the end of the day as well. And if that means going out in the dark and putting a head torch on and putting a coat on in the weather, just do it, but take action because you're going to feel so much better for it because otherwise, you know, we, we face a long period of, of being at home and being in one, uh, one environment and that can't be a good thing either. So, so Ben, my, my advice to everyone is just do something no matter how little every day and build, build from there. So tell me where can people find your practice? So the practice is in the center of Birmingham, it's the pain and injury clinic, Birmingham. Uh, there's uh, another, we've got another successful practice in uh, Henley and Arden, which is in Warwickshire. And uh, the actual address is 3 Temple Row, West Birmingham. It's on uh, Cathedral Square, which is a beautiful part of the city, uh, right in the centre, short uh, walk from a couple of the main train stations. So people can find us there. They can find us at uh, www.paininjuryclinic.co.uk. And uh, on Instagram as well, Pain and Injury Clinic, Birmingham and Facebook, all those usual uh, channels. We're putting more and more content out there over time. Just little things, exercises and things to just help people, motivate people and give them little challenges. But uh, you can find us there and uh, we look forward to, to helping you and happy to hear from you. And if you want to give us a call, then... Uh, just do so and and take some action even if it's just to get a bit of advice or to get a bit of reassurance then pick up the phone and do something don't just leave it don't just wait for a problem to occur because undoubtedly it will if you don't do something 
That's great, Ben. I, uh, I've been enjoying talking about, uh, well, change of direction or the new journey. And um, I, uh, as your good friend and uh, colleague, uh, wish you all the best with your practice and your plans and your mission and, and your goals. And it's only the start, uh, but I'm very confident that it's going to grow and it's going to go somewhere beautiful. So um, uh, all the best with that, my friend. I appreciate it, my friend. Yeah, and I can't wait when we're, we're able to uh, get back to a bit of training over in Nijmegen at the uh, at the gym over there and uh, <laughs> get back to a bit of normality and, and, of course, continue to build out our program online, which is, which is the, the big focus and the big project for us as well alongside uh, yeah. the work that we do with patients face-to-face, um, you in Holland, me over here in the UK, but um, to get the online programs completed and... Uh, and available to people across the globe because, like we say, yeah. we want to reach a wider audience and help a wider segment of the population. And uh, and the internet allows us to do that. So, as always, we encourage everyone to, to head on over to the website, www.smartstrong.co.uk. You can find us there and ask any questions there. If you don't live close to Birmingham in the UK or Nijmegen over in Holland, then certainly get in touch with us via the website, fire over some questions, happy to help, happy to answer them, happy to jump on a call if it helps you to take some control and get some reassurance about your back health. And as always, we ask you to put a rating and a review on iTunes. It really helps us to spread the word, spread the message and help more people. So join us again and we shall continue with our content. We'll continue with the episodes and watch this space for the, for the course when we launch that next year. Jacob, thanks again, and we'll speak again soon.